Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Girls Like Us. Welcome back. We just talked about fucking, like, grad school funding yeah. for, like, 30 minutes before getting online. Yeah, congratulations to Sophie. Sophie took the LSAT. I did take the LSAT. Weekend. Maybe I'll do, like, an Instagram live on our Instagram of <laughs> me, like, getting my score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when do you get it? September 18th. Damn, um, barely legal, huh? Yeah, barely legal, bitch. You already know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Maybe I'll, I don't know. Could be a great day. Could be a bad day. We'll see. Yeah. Um, But no matter what, you're committed to staying online and interacting with the fans. Exactly. Um, Um, Did you DM Lisey? I did DM Lisey. She, this is what frustrates me, is Lisey has pulled the ultimate, shall I say, alpha move on us. (laughs) So since following us back, thanks to many of you who got on her page Mm -hmm. and encouraged her to follow us, you guys are real ones. She, since following us, like, I think two or three weeks ago, she's mm-hmm. liked all of the posts that we've made. Hmm. But I sent her a DM last night, and then shortly thereafter made a post to remind y'all that we still exist. And she <laughs> I liked the, the post. I the click plus socialist realism. Yeah. I knew <laughs> you would get book. a kick That's out of that. That's a good book. Great plus, book. Yeah. Folk Trisha Lowe. <laughs> we should get Trisha Lowe on the pod. Oh my gosh, please. Yeah, doesn't... Joe knows Trisha Lowe, right? Yeah, a uh, friend of the pod, Joe Barchi, is friend of the author, Trisha Lowe. It's, um, like, one of the best, like, she creative is, nonfiction books of 2019, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Trisha Lowe, Socialist Realism, it's mm-hmm. an amazing book. If you live near me, I will lend it to you. Um, it's just an amazing text, and I would... I think Trisha Lowe would be an awesome guest, so we should definitely reach out to her. Yeah. Um, but, so, then I posted this photo, and Lisey liked the photo, but has not read or responded to my DM. You know, here's... Now, Lisey, if you're listening, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but Lisey did not grow up in an Instagram era. Th- that's I wonder if what she I'm doesn't thinking. know. I mean, I miss DMs sometimes. Like, if people reply to my story, like, I will just not open it. Yeah, but we follow each other. We're mutual, so it's not like it's going yeah. to her, like, requests. Like, she that's true. has a little bubble. And I think that maybe she, you know, people like that who get speaking engagements and stuff, like, they have a lot of little bubbles sometimes. And so I understand that... She's mm-hmm. going to have to wade through her DMs. But this is, I mean, like, it frustrates me because I, like, I have been able to get in contact with other people who have more followers. Yeah. Over DM. And who have But that's because Lisey's, Lisey is massy. Lisey is, she's, she's might be, this might be like a long game for her. But this is the thing, is I... We've talked a lot about this. You are nervous that she wouldn't want to come on because we've made mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I think that Lisey, like, rolls with the girls. I think yeah, she's a girl fair. like us. I think that she 100%, like, first of all, this lady got her bag. Like, she's, like, set for life because of She's books. in her mansion with her sons or whatever. Right. Like, she's fine. I think that she, I think that she's a bad bitch. I genuinely, like, I think about, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, when we get her on the pod, I think that we're gonna make a friend for life mm-hmm. in her. Because, like, I just think that it's all, stars are gonna align. So, Lacey, if you're listening, check your DMs, babe. Get on the pod. I gave you a full rundown of, like, the options you could have in coming on the pod. We're willing to mm-hmm. make full accommodations to you. Lacey, we Let's will get, get up in the middle of the night. Yeah, let's do it. Honestly, yeah, we will buy Lisey a copy of yeah. her own book. But something I really want to talk about before we get into the book, mm-hmm. and something people have been begging me to discuss, mm-hmm. is my skincare routine. Okay, let's hear it. And guys, 
I have had like a series of breakthroughs. I would say in the last month because your like skin a, does look glowing. It's very yeah. your pore. You have no like, pores on your chin look or, at this. or your nose. Yeah, it looks great. I, I like. I am like a person who like famously my sophomore year of college went abroad for six months and only brought a travel size bottle of Dr. Bronner's and nothing else. Um, <laughs> like I don't use products. I'm not into it. But over the last month, I've been slowly like accumulating different reading up and accumulating different skincare mm-hmm. products. Now, has TikTok been an influencing factor? TikTok has this? not been an influencing factor. The, oh, what I would say has been the main influencing factor is our Lord and Savior, Hunter Harris. Yes. Speaking of people who have not replied to inquiries to be on the pod. Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, got on Hunter Harris's, like, rundown of her skincare routine, adapted, talked to some friends, adapted, did, like, a bunch of independent research, and I, like, I am just gonna, like, let's, I'm just gonna recommend some products. Yeah, let's hear it. Worldwide. First of all, um, I'm currently on my period. I have... um, Wow, nary a pimple in sight. Yeah, literally nary a pimple in sight. But I deal with a lot of... um, I have, like, semi-diagnosed... If you know, like, anything about endometriosis, you know that it's, like, famously hard to diagnose. And so I have, like, a light endometriosis (laughs) diagnosis. But it's, like, you can never, like, unless you've had, like, the endoscopy... Like, you can't really say 100%. But I have endometriosis, and I deal with um, a lot of, like, pain, Mm -hmm. like, around my period. It could be, like, and it also could be, like, at random times. Um, And so, and I never know when it's going to get really bad. Um, But luckily, I'm on a new medication that's been helping. But um, I, today... um, covered like my face because i've been doing face masks with it and just like my upper body like with a light coat of aztec healing clay it's five dollars <gasps> i got that shit did that you mix shit, it with apple cider with vinegar? apple cider vinegar okay this shit ACV. i mean like this shit everything like i got i covered my upper body with it and then i sat soaking my legs in like epsom salt in the bath like my whole body is singing. It's like, thank you, Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Thank you, South America. Um, no colonialism. Not on my body. Um, <laughs> this shit, off the wall. Great for your skin. Totally natural. 10 out of 10. The other thing, if you don't have it, a vitamin C serum. Ooh, okay. This is not something that I knew existed until I read mm-hmm. a series of Reddit posts. This shit you keep in your refrigerator, it is amazing. It's, like, natural. Like, I can recommend one if you DM me. But I, it's natural. It's nice. It, like, feels refreshing. You, is it the Ordinary? Which which brand are you using? I honestly can't think of it off the top of my head. It's in a yellow bottle. Um, and it smells like oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff, off the chain. Um, and then also... Cosarex Whitehead and Black pe- Blackhead. Oh my god, I've been drinking whiskey for like an hour and a half. Whitehead <laughs> and Blackhead Power Remover or like Power Liquid or something. That shit off the chain. Those are my recommendations for the week. Everybody check them out. I'm like a lifelong acne struggler. I'm feeling awesome. Will you link them all in the? I will. I'll link. And what's them what's all your wash? Instagram. What's your face wash and moisturizer? My face wash. Okay, so I'm currently not using my preferred face wash because. 
from everything that I've read, your face wash is not important, oh, largely. Really? Yeah. Um, but I do, I do believe it's important to have one that you like, but, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite that I've ever used, it's very expensive, which is the reason I'm not using it right now, because I had some, like, face washes laying around that I want to get through mm-hmm. before I buy a new one, is the Ursa Major face wash. Ah, okay. Have you used it? No, I, the only ex- kind of semi-expensive face wash I used, uh, it was the Glossier one, and it smelled, like, it had fragrance in it. So I'm, I'm I using the Cetaphil Salicylic acid yeah i i'm gonna have to i know that something bad just happened with them i didn't read it but like a company was racist yeah a company you know, was I, racist yeah so big news but um i just ran out of their sunscreen so i'll have to find that but i've been using the cetaphil salicylic acid like yeah. renewal cleanser and then i think just like cerave lotion and this was yeah. influenced by tiktok there's a guy on I tiktok named skincare by yeah and because it's just gentle yeah you know yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely, like, a very light coating of, like, CeraVe on your face. And then I um, I actually bought this new moisturizer, new moisturizer that has a little bit of glycolic acid in it from mm. a cure. It's called, like, resur- I'm looking at it right now. It's called Resurfacing Dewy All-Day Moisturizer. Um, and I use that at night before I go to bed. I put, like, um... Mm-hmm. I mix that with, so per my old job, I got a bunch of free um, True Botanicals products, which are great, but I would never recommend anyone buy them because, like, one True Botanicals product is, like, $100. Wow. Um, and I mix the um, glycolic acid moisturizer with um, a few drops of this True Botanic uh, face oil to mm-hmm. kind of, like, dilute it. Um, and I put that on my face at night, and it's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of faces faces <laughs> uh speaking of uh expensive skincare items let's yeah, get into literally. the click for this week it's everyone's favorite <laughs> possibly fat teenager dylan marvel not fat i feel like confirmed not fat. by this book yes confirmed by this book um so it's dylan's book everybody and she is heading with her mother to um the what are they called the national tennis cup they're called something it's not it's called like the aloha tournament because it takes away on the it takes place on um the archipelago of hawaii Mm -hmm. very cool um this book the main thing i have to say is is the exact same book as Kristen's book yeah almost the exact same and i really thought it would be different and fun and I kind of wanted one girl to have a book without a boy in it. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, maybe Alicia and Massey's. Massey's probably will not have a boy. Um, I would say that this book was better than Kristen's. Mm-hmm. Though it was the same exact plot arc because of... A certain character. Yes. The person who took the place of Sky Hamilton in this book was a lot more fun than Sky Hamilton is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Dylan is going with her mom to this tennis tournament because her mom, uh, who's kind of a, uh, not an Oprah character, but like a, a daytime talk show host. Her mom um, is like, um, like a Barbara like, Walters. Yeah. Not she's even like, well, that. She's, she's like a Kathy. Yeah. She's like, um. Kathy Lee, whatever. Kathy Lee Griffin. Right. Or like, um, uh, a Kelly... Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably she's, to me, she's most like a a Kathy or a Hoda. 
Because I think that her content yeah, is about the same, sure. and it seems like she likes wine and she's horny. Which I don't think Kelly Ripa is that horny. I think she's very respectful. I find Kelly Ripa to be more horny than not horny. Hmm. But I guess that may be like an abstract association. I'm thinking of she's probably well, she's always with Regis. R.I.P. Regis Philbin. Now with Ryan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wasn't it Kelly and Michael too? It was Kelly and Michael, but then Michael couldn't fucking deal with Kelly. Because who can? That's the thing, is like Michael it's now Michael, Sarah, and Kiki on um GMA. Um it's Michael Strahan, this white woman named Sarah who's unremarkable, and then Kiki uh-huh. Palmer. Uh, it sounded like you said Michael Sarah and no. Kiki Palmer on Good Morning America. <laughs> that would rock. Um Yeah. But I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of like the Michael Strahan, Kiki Palmer, and this third white woman who doesn't matter dynamic. Um, That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't me, know. She's not horny. She, I think she's, I think she's, cause she's the, the whole Regis thing. I don't know how you could be horny in the same room as Regis Philbin. My thing is, is I, maybe I just find her horny because she's so skinny and blonde. Yeah. She, I, so you are horny for her. Not Perhaps. even that, I just kind of associate her with, like, well, obviously she fucks, she's skinny and blonde. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, um, I don't care for her. I'm not interested, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I would much rather put my neck on the line for a Kathy Lee Gifford than a Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of, I have, uh, like, multiple friends who work for the Today Show. Mm -hmm. Um, And from what I've heard and what I gather, Kathy Lee and Hoda are phenomenal people. Really? That's nice to hear. Yes. Like, I, um, I don't, you know, obviously, like, I've only, you know, heard, like, liminal whispers of things, but, like... Mm -hmm. My people that I know who work at the Today Show love their jobs, and they work primarily with Kathy Lee and Hoda, and it's, like, um, evidently, like, an excellent work environment. Are they actually drunk? Um, I don't think anymore. Uh, this is not from what I've heard, <laughs> but I, my guess would be not anymore. I think that there, there was a time when they actually got drunk, but now I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, maybe once a week. Okay. That's, you know, that's acceptable. Yeah. That's the same amount of time that we're getting drunk. Uh, speak for you <laughs> tonight i'm on one of my non-drinking nights tonight which i that make that makes me sound like i'm having an issue it's, <laughs> it's really just that i'm obsessed with having beverages that aren't water yeah so like, like tonight hour. yeah exactly so i'm i was drinking some aldi brand lemonade earlier oh nice and you know what it was fine I, um, I didn't drink, like, all last week, like, for, like, a week and a half, because I was leading up to the LSAT, mm-hmm. and so I'm just letting myself drink all week. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and it's almost a holiday weekend. Oh, I guess it is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I found, like, Dylan, the whole thing was about Dylan's, like, insecurities, and I just found it to be exhausting. Yeah, and I really want... Dylan to have some self-confidence because to me her uh, other than Massey Dylan I'm most interested in knowing about because her of her family life yes 
And the re- Kristen's very boring to me. Claire's very boring. Alicia, I do like. I think that she's a more of a well-developed character than Massey. And I don't think Dylan is that well-developed. But I am. I was interested in hearing Dylan's, you know, internal thoughts and stuff. And it ended up just being like Kristen's book, almost right. exactly. I something that frustrates me is why this erasure of the fact that Dylan's mom is literally a celebrity. Exactly. Don't you think that she would be the alpha then? Like, right. how did Massey get to be the alpha? Why does everybody pretend like it's not a big deal that Dylan's mom is literally a celebrity? Especially, like, in Westchester, which it's like, obviously people are going to be rich and powerful, but you don't get, like, Brad Pitt's not living in Westchester. Right. And I don't think Marilee Marvel is at all comparable. Comprom- comprom- comparable? <laughs> I'm... This is, like, what happens when you have a drink and a half. Comparable to Brad Pitt. But... The, I just don't, it's like, if I went to middle school with someone whose mom was on TV, mm-hmm. my life would be different now. Yeah. Do you, did you have anyone in your middle school or high school who had a famous parent? Fuck Or relative? No. Oh, well, one thing. I was friends with a girl in high school, and this is not a celebrity, but mm-hmm. her aunt was Gail Collins, the um, opinion writer for the New York Times. Oh, Wow. And I remember, to you, that's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was always like, tell Gail about me. And, like, of course she didn't. Like, this girl had no fucking interest. That'd be like if I was friends with someone whose uncle was Will Shorts. Right. Same, same level of <laughs> Yeah, and I remember Time's my interest. mom always being like, you know that girl? Gail Collins is her aunt. Like, <laughs> the closest thing that I had to a friend who was a celebrity was there was a girl whose mom was the superintendent. So obviously when snow days rolled around, there'd be a lot of talk <laughs> and everyone would be like, did you ask Ashley? And like, did she think there was going to be a snow day? Um, but I was, I think the jealousy thing also like, cause me and you are both people who are, I mean, this is a comedy, you know, podcast, I guess, but um, you know, comedy adjacent and like seeing people who are doing like improv or like are blowing up on like TikTok. Like, that's very hard for me, and I don't I don't know why in a way that, like, I've, you know, I've made, I right now, I am probably not trying to do comedy professionally as a career. I mean, I want to do comedy here in Chicago, but, but I'm not, like, moving to LA. I'm not working towards it in that way. Right. In a way that I, I kind of am with, you know, my, like, I guess, creative writing right now. Like, I'm working on getting stuff published and stuff like that, and it's so weird to me because with creative writing I really even though I know that I'm not the best at it yet I mean I'm not Lori Moore or whatever like and I I'm certainly there are people in my peer group who I'm like oh they're a better writer than me I I don't feel jealous about that but with comedy it's like literally every little thing that someone would do I feel like their talent detracts from my talent in a way that I don't with writing and I've just and that's kind of a, huh. a rough thing to like and I and it's I think it's also because comedy is not it kind of lets you be vulnerable, but there is still a lot of performance in it. And I don't think it, it encourages people to be, I don't think it generally encourages people to get better with right. yourself because then it's like, well, you don't have material to draw from. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like, for me, like the jealousy issue, and this actually does relate very closely to the book that we're discussing. Yeah. Um, is like, Something that I've, as I've gotten older in, like, the scene, and especially having been around the Chicago comedy scene Mm -hmm. for, like, five years now, is knowing a lot of people who, like, have gotten 
either regionally or like you know conventionally big is like Mm -hmm. seeing the amount of bullshit that they have to go through and the hoops they have to jump through yeah where i see it and i'm like oh that is not for me and i really actually don't envy these parts of this person's life because it's Mm -hmm. like it sounds so like fucking like industry to be like it's not glamorous but it really isn't like there are certain people who possess certain personality traits that advantage them to succeed. Like, certain people who have recently become, like, conventionally successful. Mm-hmm. Like, they are people whose lives, like, the kind of life they live is not the kind of life I want to live. Almost yeah. as, like, a whole rounded thing where I'm like, mm, no, that's not really... That's That's not not really what I'm interested in. And I, I, like, I have found a lot of, in, like, putting up shows and, like, the kinds of things I've done is, like, I'm really, really happy with where I'm at and things and being able to, like, do the things that I do and, like, also, like, pursue different things. Like, I don't know, something that, like, has really been, I like, I really believe that, like, everybody has, like, not, like, a predestined purpose, but everybody has, like, a societal niche and something that mm-hmm. they bring to the table that's unique. Um, and I just think that it's, um, you know, it's different for everybody. And we all have different things that we're capable of doing. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got circuitous yeah. on that. But it goes back no, to this you. thing where yeah. Dylan is asking herself in the novel, would I do this if Massey were here? What would Massey do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. like, her inner monologue. And we don't see this. We see it a little bit with, like, the interiority of Kristen. But there's a lot of, like, references to Matt, Which is... It's interesting to me because you would think Dylan being probably richer than Massey. Most definitely richer than... They're, they're playing, flying there in a private jet. Right. Which I'm sure Massey's in first class, but I don't really think Massey's in a private jet. No, I don't think so. Like, there's a weird thing where it's like, why is Dylan so obsessed with... It's... There's... This is the thing. This is a criticism I will make of Lisey's writing. Mm-hmm. Is that there is a certain je ne sais quoi of Massey that drives these people to her. And for their... So far for their inner monologues to be obsessed with her, that we're not getting as readers. No. There's something there. And... I th- you know, we'll read the prequel eventually, but I don't even believe there's anything in the prequel that would be like, this is not a Pretty Little Liar situation. Massey doesn't really have dirt on all of them. And if you think about most cl- high school click books, it's like the popular girl, the alpha usually has something over other people. Massey, just it's like that she's mean, but she doesn't really have that many secrets over them no. that she would weaponize necessarily. So it is like, and she's not that nice to them. No. I guess she, they just think that she's glamorous and right. she acts a certain way. Right. Yeah. The, what's interesting, too, is the the interest in Allison in Pretty Little Liars is mm-hmm. almost explicitly queer on all counts. Yeah, literally. On, yeah. On, yeah, it is explicit. Not just with Emily. Just, like, on all of the girls' parts. Because they are, they are also yeah. obsessed with her, Allie's relationships. And, and we'll get into Pretty Little Liars. Don't, don't worry, guys. Yes, we will. 
Mm-hmm. But that's something I've been, I haven't been rereading Pretty Little Liars, but I know we've both been rewatching it. And that's something that's really, re- and I'm super excited to talk about is almost more so than this book. That book, that, you know, extended universe is an explicitly queer text. Yeah. Which is, which is exciting for mm-hmm. any YA novels. And this book isn't, you know, I, I don't. We, we should even ask Lisi about that if she's on the pod. Yeah. We should say, have you, because people, we know that from Lisi's Instagram post, people Google, is Lisi Harrison bisexual? We do know that people Google that. So, you know, there's a chance. Um, anyway, so Dylan's mom is going to uh, this, you know, tennis competition to interview this up and coming tennis star named Svetlana. Svetlana. Svetlana, excuse me. <laughs> I have an I have an advantage. I listened to it on audiobook, and we'll yeah. talk about that. <laughs> um, and so she, Svetlana is a. I guess we were to assume she's maybe a little older than Dylan, but she's still like a young woman. She's fifteen. She's fifteen. Mm-hmm. She just got out of essentially rehab because she hit a. You're, she hit a ball girl. She hit a ball girl, and she like knocked out this ball girl's teeth because she was so mad. And when I was reading this, I did not pick up that she was 15. I was thinking that she was like 20. (laughs) Me too. And then they explicitly say it once. I thought that she was 19 or 20. Um, because of the way in which she conducts herself, which is Mm -hmm. like a pair. Like there's a, um, a line early on. That's like, Oh, if we give Svetlana, um, magazines we have to cut out the paris hilton mentions so yeah it's like she has like a paris hilton air she's russian mm-hmm. she comes from like like a really uh like tough russian background she's one of the red scare girls essentially yeah she's um, like a red scare girl mixed with villanelle a, a little very bit. villanelle very yeah. villanelle um but she's an interesting character Basically, this is the entire book. She, uh, Dylan goes to Hawaii and she meets this hot guy named JT who allegedly looks like Zac Efron. She mm. wants to impress JT, so she tells Which him at she's first, gonna... it sounded like it was Zac Efron. Exactly. <laughs> For like three paragraphs, they were, you're like, now I, Dylan thought Zac Efron was hot in magazines, but she didn't realize how hot he would be standing in front of Right. Him. That was By the a way, weird Meg choice. met Zach Efron once in <gasps> Hawaii on vacation. He was also on a separate like trip and like their groups crossed paths and he was very chill. This Meg was like probably in like seventh or eighth grade. And I think she said that he was <gasps> short. Oh my god. I know. That is like like I have tears in my eyes. That's so <laughs> hot. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, so Dylan meets this guy JT. Mm-hmm. they Dylan's like instantly crushing. She pretends to be interested slash good at tennis in order to impress him. Which then the she, thing is, you don't need to, you can just pretend that you like tennis. You don't have to is, be like, I'm good at it. So this is what bugs me. This is what bugs me about these books is this would never happen. You would mm. never get in so deep with this kind of thing. No. It's sociopathic behavior to get this deep with a lie. Yeah, and and you would, yeah, because the the way that Dylan does it is she blackmails Svetlana because Svetlana like is pretending to be all nice, you know, after she got out of this rehab thing, and then she's actually mean to Dylan, and she like hits Dylan or like <laughs> kind of right. gives Dylan like an arm 
arm twist thing. Yeah. Um, and Dylan records this. So right. Dylan is like, blackmail, like, I like this guy. He's really into tennis. Um, teach me everything. Yeah, it's, like, that whole thing was just boring. The plot of this book overall was just the same as Kristen. She wanted to impress a guy with whom she had nothing in common. So she Mm -hmm. gets in too deep with this situation, pretending to be someone she's not, and it comes back and it bites her in the ass in the end. And then there's a moment of vengeance where, like, so Svetlana dupes her. Svetlana, like, plays this tennis match and then ends up creaming Dylan and Mm -hmm. tells JT about this whole thing, that Dylan's been faking it. And then... At the end, Svetlana is playing this, like, U.S. Open-esque match. Like, this big deal. And Dylan's the ball girl. Mm -hmm. And Dylan psychs her out by giving her compliments, which is, like, Svetlana's kryptonite. Yeah. Which, that to me, that felt very Villanelle. I did think that was kind of an interesting character I thought that that was a fun, like, like, funny little Russian flair. Yeah. And this book is fun in terms of Svetlana is a very Russian character. She doesn't refer to her mom as just her mom. She calls her mom coach. Yeah. That's a lot <laughs> of fun. Um, I will say the whole thing was kind of marred for me by the person doing uh, the audiobook had mm-hmm. a horrible Russian accent. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I don't know. The idea of the Russian villain is like a fun American um, trope. And I think it's one of our last remaining, like, ethnic uh, stereotypes that we can use yeah. in the book as, like, a signifier of evil. Yeah, that's true. Um, like, we're still allowed yeah. to do that, I guess. Maybe this book is kind of like a Cold War um, fable. Like, a metaphor. I think it's more of just, like, a, like a clown... Like, it's definitely Cold War related, you know, because of this, mm-hmm. like, th- this association of Russia with evil and not being trustworthy. But I also just think it's, like, kind of a lazy, I say that with a grain of salt, like a lazy depiction of um, athletic, like, kind of like the stereotypes we hold in our head of, like, athletic prowess. Yes, because, especially because Dylan literally, like, can't hit a ball and Svetlana teaches her in like two days to be good at tennis right that would simply not happen i just dylan would give up right and the whole thing is dylan's like there was a joke where dylan you know she's a size six pretending to be a size four throughout the book and she's like maybe if i do all this training with svetlana i'll be a size four then i can finally tell people i'm a size two like there's this weird and that's something i actually really want to talk to lisi about i was thinking about this today is like why the character obsessed with her body being a tiny size. Like, I don't think I've ever been a size six. Yeah. I think I skipped right over size six. Yeah, same. That was, like, a two-week <laughs> I went right period. to eight. Yeah. I went right to... I was, like, from, like, fucking, t- like, um, toddler clothes to, like, a size 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it It is unfortunate. And speaking of Red Scare, I mean, you know, I... We've talked about this. I, I know, Sophie, you engage peripherally with, with Red I don't Scare. anymore. Yeah, it was, was it, it turning your, your brain into... I just don't like, it's... Slush. Right now, I just don't need it. There is, I will say, and I had a conversation with this, about this this weekend with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there is a societal function to your Truanons and to your Red Scares. 
Yeah. Like, there is a niche there that they are filling. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, the weird, like, when they get into the size and body stuff, it's like, that's it's, where they lose me. And And at that point, it's like, you can understand a certain amount of, like, and I don't, I don't think this is attractive, but I do get it. Like the like, specifically going against like the like you know quote unquote political correct liberalness into like a more that that's so constructed only on like um, fear, you know. F- well, well, and mostly like being like okay, like you know, it's all that joke of like we need more trans, you know, drones or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that that sort of thing. Um, to, of you know, a, a more I guess realistic to how the world actually functions, class based stuff. I, I'm somewhere in the middle with that. I would right. say in that I'm like they both matter, and I think most probably rational, not extremely online people agree yes. that that both, you know, uh, your your identity in terms of like race and, and sexuality and gender yeah. that do, that matters as does your class. Like you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, uh, it's but, like. Yeah. Yeah. But but they they dip really into that's when I can see that they are just bad people. Yeah, it, I mean it, I have no The interest. size 6 thing is like cuz and and to they were like basically they were like it they were like making fun of Taylor Swift for being a size 6. Like that's yeah. that. Like you right. should just kill yourself if you're a size 6. And I get that that's shock jockey. Like I I don't it doesn't tr- it doesn't trigger me in any way shape or form. No. Like it's not like I'm not interested in it, but it's just the kind of thing where it's like that's just not like I just don't like I just don't care at all. Like it yeah. doesn't like mean anything to me. Like in my darkest moments or like when I'm having a bad time, like that kind of stuff will cut at me, but it's also just like just, like, I don't care. And I really don't, like, I am, like, I don't follow them on social media. I'm especially wary of um, Anna. Like, she's, I think that she is a... she. I think she's worse than Dasha. I think that there's, a like, a toxicity to her. I don't want to call anyone, like, a bad person outright. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's, like... But there is, like, something to be said about at least the questioning of certain identity politics, because there are situations like we talked about this, you know, offline, but like this situation, like this new meme that started with something that was like pretty serious of like the uh, guys, like, can you believe this email I just got from my professor where Mm -hmm. like people are accruing like fear as a currency, like the fear of being canceled as a currency to like, now post things where like basically doxing their professors and i just like don't think it's appropriate to dox a person who makes thirty thousand dollars a year especially if you haven't taken it up with them privately um and that is a situation where i just think like it really shows how broken our system of like identity politics has gotten and like specifically but, yeah. like liberal thought but but also even the response to that and toxic but yeah and 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 because people are you know kind of using like the same almost like alt-right or like right dog whistles of right well you're gonna you know and i think that's a i don't think we should get into that in terms of like that specific situation but the responses to it uh were up like upsetting from like you know 35 years old 
old, you know, dogpiling on this this eighteen year old girl, right? Who is a child, that, you know, basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I think there's like, um, I just think in society there should exist a place where people are saying these certain things because I think that like to remind people that like liberalism is not like the um the in like the final form of like our thinking yeah and yeah um and that's the thing with the red scare girls that bugs me i mean you said that like it was kind of shock jockey and it's like not that i like howard stern obviously but they don't people like they don't operate with a uh, or the red scare girls operate with a certain like blaseness that really really bugs me because you're going to go out there and you're going to say you're you know kind of like whether they're specifically um they actually believe them or they're just trying to get a rise out of people you're going to say your opinions like that and then you're going to kind of act like what you're getting offended about this yeah like, i mean what's that's wrong idiotic. with you yeah, and that that attitude specifically that just feels very juvenile and mean girl esque, right? You know, uh, this, I, w- I wish they would just say Baba Booey, right? I, <laughs> I wish would listen if they were just say, Baba Booey. <laughs> if everybody in the world was just saying Baba Booey, it'd be a better place. If oh, if everybody sure. had the courage to get online <laughs> and just fucking say Baba, say Baba Booey, Booey for Booey. once. <laughs> this would be a better world. Get up, yeah. followers. This week, get online. Say Baba Booey. Have the courage. Say who Baba among you? Booey. Who among you has the courage to say Baba Booey online? I um, bet we dare you. We dare you. <laughs> we I dare you to dare say you. Baba Booey. Um, yeah, I that's our I dog just, whistle, Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. I just <laughs> think that like there us. are certain. Yeah, there are certain valid points that they have made. In my opinion, about white fear when it comes to this black the to not this to like (laughs) this current movement of um of um like radicalism from black lives matter and um specifically pertaining to the internet of people being afraid to be confronted and that's like the reason why white people are acting so um like volatile surrounding this thing and attacking one another in regards to like racism De- and deferential to the point of it not being productive or helping exactly. anyone where like there's just like so much like if you get on like you know a tweet that like where a reply could be construed as tone policing somebody people are like fully doxing this for like other white people never mm-hmm. never do you yeah. see a black person participating in this behavior and that's that's just like a guilt thing of them exactly being, yeah and, and that, that's fear. why with the situation with, with this girl who was posting a professor's email, while I don't think, and I saw someone comment on this and I was like, that's fair, like that the systems of power are such that this professor is not going to get fired, you know, and, and, and the, the systems professor of po- shouldn't get pa- fired. No, no. And I don't think they, but, but, and, but this probably any consequence is going to go on this girl, but I, it like the types of people who were this would have been a non-issue if had this tweet not gone viral exactly. and had it not been like mostly, I, I don't know, white people 
Yes. <laughs> creating a bigger issue. Sending personal Facebook messages and emails to this person. That's my issue is like, and many, yeah. you know, and this triggered a release of a bunch of emails where people were like, I graduated from college three years ago, but here's a an email I got once that could be vaguely construed as being classist. And it's like, this is like, I mean, like, it's not, there's nothing productive about it. That's what bothers me is it's making yeah. public conversations that either haven't even been attempted in private or have already happened in private. And it's like, I really believe in like, unless it is, and I was having this conversation with a friend last night where it's like, unless there is active violence occurring that is being ignored by Mm -hmm. the parties, like the participating parties, like going to the public should be your last resort. Yeah. And I would, I would say that especially for, like, I, I don't know. It's especially for people doing that for an identity that is not their own. Yes, that's like, what I Like, you don't need to, yeah, because, right. like, I think, I while I would not have done that, I think that this girl was probably, not maybe not within her rights, whatever, but but she was, you know, she's just a, she's I, I understand She's experienced racism that. and sexism from authority yeah. figures her entire life. Yeah, so, and that's so I, I get that. Yeah, for sure. But then, like, I don't think that other people need no. to... participate. No, because I, that's not helpful to her. No. And I imagine that this will be a bigger issue for her than it would be if people exactly. had not, like, messaged Egg- this dude. Exactly. That's what she's gotten online, I think, at least in some of the tweets I saw where they're like, please stop, like, now this is, like, ruining my life. But also, like, yeah, yeah I mean, like, I think two things can be true at once. Like, I think if you're yeah. an educator, you need to fucking check your tone when you talk to black students. Like... Yeah, it was it was an extremely yeah. condescending email. Check your yeah. fucking tone, especially when you talk to young black women. Like, that is... Something that all of us can do every single day is just check your tone. Like, think about the biases that you're holding when you talk to somebody. Because, Mm -hmm. like, your speech is violence. But Mm -hmm. also, like, don't, I mean, like, just think about shit before you post it. Coming from me, who's had the Secret Service show up at my fucking house for something (laughs) I tweeted. And maybe this is influencing this discussion, is that both, we've both in college had very horrible (laughs) institutional, um you know, consequences for our tweets. Me with my sorority tweet, you yeah. with your, a certain tweet about hoping a certain person dies. Right. I'm sure you guys don't know who we're talking about. Yeah, you don't know because the Secret Service showed up at my house. So yeah. it's a secret. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's just I? like, don't, tell. like, just don't, like, and for your own sake, do not take <laughs> yeah. that shit to Twitter. Never. If it's could be construed, no, I mean, like, yeah. I can't fucking, like, political tweets probably for the rest of my life because they're watching me well and that's what i wanted to ask you about this are you worried about this podcast at all with your law school applications no it's on my applications they're not gonna listen of course they're not gonna listen i like i don't like just be like oh a podcast yeah that's nobody that's the thing is like nobody that's why i don't fucking care about talking about my cousin and stuff to to get to the end of our podcast takes a lot (laughs) like yeah it takes a warrior Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, to our uh, one listener who stuck with us. Right. Um, let's, so I, yeah, we kind of already explained this book. And yeah. that's the thing about these, this, the summer series is there's, there's one very tiny plot and then it's over. And I think that we've gotten to the heart of this book. Like, I think we've thoroughly covered yeah. the critical points present in the book. Yeah. 
So, and well, well, at the end, you know, the JT guy goes off with Svetlana because he's really just interested in tennis. So he yeah. actually wants someone who is good at tennis. Who cares and then, about this boy? Yeah, and then Dylan blinks up with this other tennis guy who looks like Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. Adam Brody with a body, <laughs> quote unquote. Cool. I was like, is he like twenty five? I don't. <laughs> What's it? Are they saying? Is the implication that Adam Brody doesn't have a body? Yeah. Whatever. Adam Brody, the the headless, the bodiless horseman. Yeah. Adam Brody's just a head. He's cute though. She could. You just said. Yeah. I guess it's have the body like quote athletic. Whatever. But tennis doesn't make you that buff. I don't think. No, tennis is like such a fucking like bitch sport like i don't know like i think it's i think any active any activity that you're doing any exercise you're getting is amazing but like the sexualization of tennis players makes no sense to me yeah and tennis is so like um yeah there's so much focus on tennis I'm just thinking now about, like, all the, like, political things that have happened with tennis. I mean, mostly, like, with, like, Serena Williams. I mean, I like to watch tennis, but I just don't, I don't get the, like, this, like, through the book. The book is trying to make us believe that there is a person that exists that's a tennis hobby. And it's like, "Mm, shut up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is, like, a person who's, like, in pop culture who, there's no, like, tennis teen hottie. No. There's no up-and-coming tennis star. Right. There are people who's gameplay i respect but there's nothing sexual about it it's not like basketball where like there's like people who are made hotter by the fact that they play basketball in mm-hmm. my opinion like like who give us chris some paul names. i'm gonna look him up chris paul honey chris paul if you're listening you can do whatever you want to me um oh, chris paul would be, yeah he's cute he's the kind of person who i think that he's made hotter by the fact that he plays basketball i think lebron I find LeBron to be very hot, and I don't know if I would find him hot, because he's just, like, a tall dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not usually into tall yeah. dudes, but the fact that he plays basketball is hot to me. He's um, cute. Yeah, I'm Chris enjoying Paul his beard in these, in these photos. Yeah, great. How Don't you get sweaty? I think sweat is hot. I, but, like, wouldn't you think that that would be uncomfortable if you... People with beards of our listeners, do you shave for the summer? Because, like, don't you think that it would be, like, it would it would just feel gross i don't know i have to my boyfriend currently has a beard it's Mm. like um for a lot of men that i know it's kind of like um it is something that makes them feel good about themselves because it like hides facial insecurities And, and we know this from queer eyes that you can shape basically any jawline right with a beard um yeah, but I think it's time to wrap this wrap this shit up. This this yeah. Oh, any final thoughts? Oh, I have an idea. Uh, I don't know if you. I well, you did because you replied to it. But I've been really getting back into this app that I downloaded in seventh grade called Akinator. Akinator is an online. Genie I love Akinator. Who, who and who basically any character. Uh, and yes, I looked up some podcasters. Now, I did add myself as a character in Akinator, so it's possible that you could be able to find me. Wow. But I found I found Nick Weiger of Doughboys, and wow. I found former guest of the show, Jason Sheridan. Oh, I love Jason. He was on there. Yeah, so Jason, if you're listening, congratulations, you are on Akinator. So other people that I found, because I was like, what's, what's, what are niches? So, like, podcasts, obviously. Food characters. Yes, I found the green M&M. Yes, I yeah. found the David Cross played Carmel. Uh just a piece of caramel but i think let's see let's see if we can find just one click character okay 
on on Akinator. And let's I think see, Massey I think Block is too obvious. Massey. Okay, oh, let's shoot for let's shoot for Claire. Okay, let's shoot for Claire. So I'm just gonna, and this will be a fun way to wrap up the podcast. Uh, is your character real? No, no. In, in is our your character hearts, from yes? Yeah. Is uh, she from a Japanese anime? No. Well, there is a click manga, but right, that's but not an anime. Yeah. Has your character recorded any albums? No. Does your character have a human head? Yes. Yes. Is she a superhero? No. no. In our hearts. Yeah. Has your character been in a movie? Yes. Yes. Is she a girl? Yes. Yes. What is she a Disney she princess? Ha- no. Well, it's I, I'm I'm adding in the pronoun. It's just is oh. your yeah. um, is she from a novel? Yes. Yes. Does she have any siblings? Yes. yes. An older God. sister? No. no. Uh, she's not the youngest in her family. Her mother has not died. Is she blonde? Yes. Yes, bitch. Does she live with both her parents? Yes, yes bitch. But on does she know what a property? She knows what a cell phone is. She does. In fact, it's a huge part of her life. Is is your character rich? No. No. Famously, no. Is she associated with a group of women? Yes. A powerful one. Um. Let's see. Claire Lyons, the Click series. It already guessed. Can we? Okay, I want to go out on a freaking limb. Let's. I, and I there were a few that I didn't. I didn't say out loud, but it only took him. Uh. Let's see how many questions it, it took him. I think like only like like fifteen or so questions to get that. Oh my! I don't know what software this uses. Let's try. This Bean. is like some Amazon Web Services shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get served. Yeah, this is. It's I it's don't just like insane. This. It's too. You don't like it. <laughs> it's too smart. In the this future, like, uh, under Joe are, Biden's presidency. No, hold up. We are. I don't like it. It's not funny for us to be training an AI. We are, but we're training an AI to rep- to recognize click characters, which I do think is important. Okay, yeah, let's do Bean. Fine, I've been convinced. Okay. Does your character have legs? Yes. Does it wear clothes? N- no. Sometimes. Some- sometimes. Um, does it have fur? Yeah. Yes. It's someone's pet? Yeah, it's a dog. It's not from a TV series. It's been in a movie. It's not animated. Um, it's... It doesn't talk. It's from a book. I'm kind of just clicking through these. So if you have yeah. any story, I'll tell you if we get to Bean. D- yeah. Does it live with a child? Yeah. This is my thing is I feel like all of these apps and stuff like Akinator and like these like cute little game apps are literally just set up for us to give <laughs> these AIs training. And Okay, so we gonna... did not think of Bean, Who did but it think did of? think of Sweetie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's basically the same thing. Sweetie's a boys. funny bit. Yeah, Sweetie. I I like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I genuinely think that there are some good bits. I think Zooey. I Mom love is very Diary. Funny. I think Diary of a Wimpy Kid is the blueprint because there's all these stupid books that um are like kind of like using the Diary of a Wimpy Kid like aesthetic. Um, but Diary yeah. of a Wimpy Kid is like the blueprint, and I think it's great, and I celebrate it. And now I just did it again, and it did just think of Bean from the click. Oh, my God. The picture of Bean. It's so cute. I swear if we were like, does it wear clothes, like, it would have gotten Bean before it got Sweetie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I said the answers are like, yes, I don't know. There's no sometimes. There's probably and probably not. Okay. But anyway, okay. We've trained an AI to learn more about Bean. 
that's fine. I that's celebrate exciting. that. When that when our yeah. AI overlords come and they like talk about being block, <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, that's like, just fine. kill yeah. me. I'll fucking suck your robot dick. Like, let's just make this happen. <laughs> when Akinator descends upon, right. I want to know more about this shit. Like, who made this? Some and how fucking is it under- nerd. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys. Um, thank you, you can- for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, anything to plug? Um, uh, Spencer Peppets, the Ophelia's For Luck EP is out now. It's great. You can listen to that. It's really very good. Bangs. Maybe we'll maybe we'll close out the podcast instead of with our regular theme music by Leggy. Maybe yeah. I'll throw in a. Maybe with Spencer's permission, I'll throw in a a new Ophelia's. Track. Yeah, throw in a. There's a very good cover in this EP that I I really really yeah. like. Um, Check it out. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter and Insta at Girls Like Us Show. Um, any funds for this week, it, it just if you're going to donate somewhere, um, uh, there was a uh, another police uh, murder in Chicago, um, and uh, uh, Miguel Vega, and I've retweeted, we can retweet it onto our own account, there's a like GoFundMe for his family. Yeah, donate For funeral services. And I think somewhat acquaintance of the show Mohawk is, is still... Yeah, um, there's a funny. rally um, at Mohawk's um, first day of, like, he is making a court appearance, has to make a court appearance on um, mm-hmm. September 9th in the morning. Um, so people will be showing up there to, like, show solidarity with Mohawk and to put pressure on the courts to drop his charges. Um, so we'll share that on on our Instagram, but I'm planning on going. Um, so if you're interested, show up and show up for that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, this is the out. You've got a 20 in your pocket and mischief in your